Yo, what is good? Point two, point two FM, while sucking podcast. It is the toys, just a Sharpie, Rainbow Pins Johnson, and I'm super excited. Well, let's get into that in a minute. So, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not really super excited. Not because I don't love doing this podcast, because I am in love with this. You guys are like my <sighs> extra therapy that I need my friends and family healing counseling group and I love it but you also guys you also are the family that allows me to express myself creatively and talk about different topics that I love talking about so that's one of the things that I love about doing the podcast because I feel like Honestly, myself, my son, my family, we grow while we do these podcast episodes. And when I have guests on here or whatever, eventually having more guests, I want them to know that they're clear and safe and able to express themselves. Because it's important to have that ability. But this isn't what this episode is really about today. Yesterday I started recording an episode on the Somehow I Managed series. And I broke down. I had real issues. I really didn't record it well because I was mumbling a lot. And it's because I've been going through a lot of issues lately. Um. Sunday night, which was the 27th of June, 2021, just to backtrack, you know, for those of you who are listening to the podcast in the future, I was really having issues because I found out just coincidentally while I was looking through my messenger messages and I found out that someone that I messaged about a year ago an old friend from childhood had passed away and I found out because their husband had messaged me and it at first didn't really hit on me because it was like this can't be real this isn't really her you know what I'm saying I googled the information on her and I was like, bro, this cannot be real. Like, uh, I can't believe this. This was someone that I knew from Jersey when I was a kid. This is someone that um, I didn't go to school with her, but she knew my father, my adopted father. She knew my adopted mother. She knew my bootleg stepmom and my other stepmom she knew siblings and all that stuff on my adoptive side I don't know that she knew that I was adopted but I know that she knew a lot about me we played together we hung out with friends together she went to my birthdays when I was younger this is someone that I had experiences with like we went to like she went to a sleepover like we went to her house you know like this was a real person in my life like that I spared that shared real time with you know 
It wasn't just like someone I knew at school. And I always wanted to like link back up with her and really spend some more time with her. And years and years of trying to find her. My mom couldn't remember her last name. And at the last minute, you know, she said, you know, her father's last name. And I went through her father's social media. And then I got on her page and I waited. And I thought, maybe she just didn't want to hit me back. Maybe she's too busy. Maybe she just don't want to talk to me because I'm an old friend from the past. Maybe she doesn't remember me. Maybe that's what it is. So when I found out she died, it really hurt me. I'm still feeling the pain from it because that was a friend. And I think about a lot of the stuff that I really have been wanting to go through lately. Like finding my biological family, you know, talking to old friends from my past. And it seems like every time I enter that chapter in my life, though or those chapters in my life, it's dead to me. Because I always wind up getting hurt. Because number one, I'm super sensitive. Like I'm super sensitive and I don't tolerate foolishness. So I'm that type of person. Like I give you leeway, but there's certain things that I just don't deal with. But this was another type of like feeling. This was like I was I had all these wounds and I was willing to let you go in and try to heal my wounds the right way. And no matter what I did, it just seemed like it was just someone going in and playing with my pain. <clears throat> it wasn't just Because sometimes you know how you have to go in and break a bone or reset a bone when you're trying to heal it. It wasn't that. It was literally someone breaking the bone and breaking the bone and breaking the bone and breaking the bone so it just wouldn't heal. (coughs) And it really felt like that. I think this episode is really just... Realizing that a lot of stuff that I'm doing in life is because I'm trying to heal, but I'm not trying to heal the right way. A lot of times we do that in life. Like, we think that we're doing something for the sake of making us better, when all it really is doing is making us worse. We have to start it. We have to do it because we need closure. We need to understand something. But at some point, we say at what cost? At some point, we have to realize... It's time to let it go. It's time to move forward. It's time to get that healing. It's time to have that like whoa moment like, okay, we need to move on. It's time to dead it. So that's what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. After the bristle. Yes. That was a long intro, but that's what we're going to talk about. You are now listening to Point Two Point Two FM Wallace Talking Podcast with your host, the victorious Latoya Justice Sharee, and your co-host, King Nas. Thank you for listening. You'll get everything on this podcast.
one is good. Point two point two FM walls talking podcast. Rainbow pins, babes, family, tribe, people, and cut. <laughs> What's good? It's Latoya Justice Shari Rainbow Pins Johnson. And I am super excited for the Campbells to be back at it like a crack at it on a craftmatic. I remember when I first started saying that, I felt so heavily uncomfortable. Because number one, I didn't want to offend someone. I didn't want to offend someone who was an ex-addict. Being someone who was a food addict myself, I really think about what I say about certain things. And I really don't want to offend someone. (laughs) I really don't want to make someone mad with me. But the realistic intentions behind it is not to offend you. It really is because every time I say it, I think about my brother. My brother Ace. He's a rapper and a producer. He has his own record company. And we have fallen on weird times. But I still love him very dearly. And I think... That was growth for me, you know, to understand that you can love somebody, but you don't have to talk to them every day. You can really care about them and be in love with their whole essence, but you don't have to deal with them every single day. And it was hard for me to really cope with that because I remember years after the first time I met him in person, like I've only seen him one time in person. It was, I felt love at first sight. I was in love with his whole aura. I really wanted to be around him every single day. <clears throat> I remember he gave me his ID and like a shirt and it was so important to me. It was like the most important thing. I would carry it in my wallet. It was just the most important thing and I just wanted to get back to him. And the way things happened, it didn't work out that way. It did not work out that way. Like A lot of things happened, and it didn't work out that way. Like, not just with my brother, with my biological mother, with my siblings. And for them, it's hard for them to understand, some of them to understand that I just don't have the same experiences that they have with my mother or with them. You know, it's easier for them to accept me. Like, yo, you're my sister, you're my cousin slash sister. And we grew up like that. And my, my feeling is like, yeah, I want that. But no, I didn't grow up like that. Like, I grew up someplace else. And I have this really, really fond memory of yearning for that affection and that feeling of belongingness. But I feel like that feeling... Sorry. <laughs> you know, that that part kind of cut off. But I, like I was saying before, talking about the feeling of belongingness. Yes, I made up a whole word (laughs) that feeling of belongingness that I really long for and hope for and really needed as a kid and a lot of us do need like I I find that you know a lot of the kids at the boys and girls club felt the same way that I did that that, that I did that I do they want that feeling of belonging that sense of of family and community and I felt like it's what makes me me it's what makes me so approachable because I want to belong so bad because I need to feel you and I need that empathy. I feel like they don't understand that. I remember asking questions and like questions that they would think, why doesn't she know? 
But in the reality, like, it's kind of common sense to me because I wasn't there. Like, I didn't grow up with you. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> so I'm going to ask the questions because I don't know. And it's a missing link for me. <laughs> like, it sounds weird. Why are you asking about Newark? Because I didn't grow up in Newark. Why are you asking about, you know, like, all these other things? Or why are you making these astute weird observations that I don't agree with because you're not going to agree because you might not think like how I think. I'm super sensitive, like super, super sensitive to emotions, to feelings. I'm very in tune with people's feelings. And I I sometimes feel like I have this real, I'm not going to say psychic sense of, of feelings and emotions, but I have this real superpower if you will, of people's feelings and emotions. And I really understand it. Sometimes it's overly super sensitive to the point where I get the bad mixed signals mixed up within. I know that sounds weird, but it's the truth. I really have compassion and empathy or mock when it comes to other people's feelings. And sometimes it's so overly dramatic how my feelings are that people really can't understand if they don't feel the same way I feel. There's a lot of people who never, ever, ever, ever understand my feelings because I'm able to share my emotions with you. I'm able to take a piece of your pain and put it into my pain. So I can really overly empathize with you. And sometimes I, like in the past, when you used to just be very upset with people. Like I would be very very upset because people wouldn't feel the pain I feel. But I'm a very much a Kevin Gates spirit. Like, I love very hard. I think that's one of the reasons why I love Kevin Gates. is because I feel like in my growing process, which is taking me longer, and it's very slow, but I'll get there because I do know who I am now. I'm a person who feels pain very tremendously. Throughout the world, I'm able to heal people. Sometimes with me taking on the pain myself, but eventually healing myself. And I'm that person. I'm that person. That's what I do. And I've learned that I can't make you feel the way I feel. I can't make you understand that my heart is so big to the point where I only have so much time in my day to give you all the love I want to give you. I give you it hard at that moment because I have so many people that I have to love. And there it is. And I think about this because I'm saying to myself, this job at the Boys and Girls Club is the dopest job I've ever had. One of the dopest jobs. I think this, the the other job would be the other job would be being a substitute, or working at a daycare, or working at ESL as an ESL tutor and teacher online for about two different jobs. I love kids. I love their emotions. I love their their simplest ideas of just how the world works. I love their complexities and the layers of children who have really bad issues that they've been through in their life. I love that. I love being there and I love being a healer. But I have the realization that 
I am a mom first. I've had some very real discussions with myself of who I am and who's my identity. And I love being Mama Bear at the Boys and Girls Club. I love it. I love being there for the kids. And I love being able to talk to them about their issues and their dilemmas. But I hate feeling like I'm overlooking my kids for somebody else's kids. I'm overlooking my family, my boyfriend, for another supervisor's ideas. I get there so early sometimes and leave so late sometimes. And (coughs) when you're a mom who is the main event, who provides all the main attractions, you can't do that. You just can't. You have to have some type of work-life balance. And if you can't provide that in your job, in your life, then you have to either let the job go or let the life go. And I'm not going to let the life go. So I'm going to have to let the job go. And I'm saying this because even though I love this job, God knows I do. I stay up late nights, wake up early mornings with epiphanies for this job. It is causing a hindrance in my life. Because I'm so obsessed with these kids. I'm so obsessed with this job that I am blinded by what the reality is. I'm overly obsessed with this job. And it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. Because as I was realizing who I am, I realized like I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm the mom in this situation. And as a mom, yeah, you can say, hey, man, I'm going to do this for my dreams. But that wasn't a part of my dream. My goal intentionally was, and I even told, you know, <clears throat> the teacher that got me helped hired on, I said, i just looking for a summer job. Because that's all I really wanted. It's hard to do that when it's come when it comes to kids because you're putting your heart out there. And the kids love me and I love them. They're my family. I will always look at them as my family, even if I never come back to the Boys and Girls Club, which I might do one day, but not now. Because I know that that job for me is not just a job. It takes up all my emotions and my feelings. And right now, I can't afford to give that to them because I have a daughter who is nine, a son who is 15, going on 16 you know and I really want to be that cool mom aunt mama bear mama be my bad but I can't because I already have a family and it is so obvious like he man it's real I'm gonna talk about why it's so obvious that It's time for me to go, even though I don't want to, because I had to accept my truth. We'll talk about that in the next section of the podcast. What is good, point two point two FM, beloved Rainbow Pens tribe family? We are back. In the last section of the podcast, we were talking about me accepting my truth. Now, in this section, we're going to talk about the exception of my truth, but the, the realization of why I have to do some of the things I have to do. So, 
my reality is I've been with the same person 10 years next month. And I have two kids. One died. She's nine years old. She'll be 10 in October of this year. October 21st. And I have a 15-year-old who will be 16 August of this year. And right now, it is almost June. It is almost June. It is literally Tuesday. I mean, sorry, July. It's almost July. It is Tuesday, June 29th. You know what that means? July is right around the corner. My son's birthday is August the 3rd. He's a Leo. And he is super strong and sensitive and a leader. And he's such a good kid. Like, I have two great kids. Like, I'm being honest with you. To me, they are the perfect kids. Like, you could have never... If they would have asked me what kind of kids I wanted, I could have told them. But they could have never, ever made me imagine that these were the type of kids I would get. They are so beautifully creative and articulate and sensitive and loving and goofy and wonderful. I can't, I couldn't have asked for better kids. I'm being honest with you. Like, they are my backbone. Like, literally my backbone. I know that's not literal, but they are. They are my everything. And they are one of the reasons why I can't do a lot of things. Like there have a lot, there have been a lot of opportunities and a lot of jobs that I've turned down because my kids are more important. The reason why they're more important is because of my need of urgency to express my love for them. Sometimes I do dumb stuff, a lot of times, and I have to neglect time that I can't get back. And I realize as working at this job, I feel like I'm putting. My job before my kids. Even though I love them children at the Boys and Girls Club. I love them so freaking much. I can't stay there. Because I feel the sense of urgency with time with my kids. The need. My son will be graduating soon. If you think about it. You know. And I don't want to regret the moments I miss. As a substitute teacher... I pick my hours. And even if I worked every day, I'd get home before 4, 4.30. At the Boys and Girls Club during the school year, which takes over most of the time, I get home <coughs> around 6.45. And don't let me want to have to go to the gym because I want to start going. I've had a membership and I haven't even been able to go because... Da, 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 da. I've been so busy at work. <laughs> I've been so freaking busy. And on the weekends, it doesn't feel like it's long enough. I'm so freaking tired. Like, I'm so freaking tired. I don't feel like I have enough time for my daughter. I don't... I can't lie. On the plus side, I've recorded a lot of podcasts. Because emotionally, I feel like crazy. You know what I'm saying? At first, I really wasn't because I was so focused on the kids' podcast. And then I had the realization, like, bro, like, we haven't even recorded one true episode except for on my podcast of what's going on with this kids' podcast club. Like, we haven't even got a chance because we were trying to coach the kids and get the kids ready to do this. And it's like, bro, ham, all the plans that I had and all the stuff I wanted to do fell through, like. 
one of my coworkers who I care for so deeply, who is going to be like a frequent co-star, um, like a frequent guest, hopefully, on this podcast and on another project that we're working on, um, really, really, really is going to leave soon. And I just don't want to lie to myself and pretend like that isn't going to affect some of my mood. But it isn't just that. I'm realizing that the climate has changed. Like I'm saying that because my son always says, "In this climate, in this, you want me to do this in this climate, in this, in this world, in this setting, in this universe, in this emotional climate." I'm like, bro, really? I love my son so much. God, my kids are crazy. But I'm realizing that 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 <coughs> the feeling has changed. When my daughter first started, she loved the Boys and Girls Club. But then she was like, this is my second school. I love it. Da, 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 da. And now she's like, yo, mom. Like, She didn't say it like that. She's like, mom, I really don't have any time when I get out of school. And she's so sweet about it. But I know that she doesn't, like, after last year, she really didn't have any time. And I want her to have time to be a kid, like, to be her. I also want to get her involved in activities that she would like. But I don't want to do it at a cost to her happiness. Because the boys and girls is cool. Girls the girls club is cool. But I feel like... <clears throat> Freddie doesn't have that need that the boys and girls club children do. Not all the kids. But there are a lot of kids. A big majority of them who have a real story to tell. And have that need for that camaraderie and family. And I feel like my kids really don't have that need. They don't. Like, I feel like if I was to work every day, they probably would. But I don't want to be a part of that problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally don't have to work every day. You know, I have another job that I can work at every day. And have off during the summertime, so I don't have to worry about who's watching my daughter. I mean, but my son can watch her. He's been. <clears throat> and I realize I'm creating a problem. I'm not solving something. I'm actually creating a problem. You know? And I really love the kids, but I love my kids more. I almost died twice to have my kids. I went through a burning building for my son, literally, to get him out the building. You know what I'm saying? I fought off people. I've left boyfriends for my kids. Like, I really don't have the need to choose anything or anyone over my kids. Because I can do my dreams from home. And I can still work the job I want. The the days I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, and still have, you know, little side hustles, businesses. Like, I've been doing I realized that I've created a problem rather than fix it. But the biggest problem that I've created is because I've fallen in love with these kids and I know that I have to go. I fall in love with some of the employees and I have to go. It's just, it's caused a big hindrance. And one of the biggest things is I've noticed a change in my emotional climate with my spouse. Like, we've had some very real issues because I've always been gone. Like, I'm usually home at 230 you know, the latest 2.45. And now I'm just like going till 6.30, sometimes 7 o'clock because of the beatings. You know what I'm saying? And it's been just a lot 
like these few months, it's only been like four months, and it's taken a toll on my family. It's taken a toll on my family already. Like no, it's been like three, three months, three months, and like three and a half months, and as the summer ends, it'll be four and a half months. But it but it was taking a big toll on my family because they need me. Like I want to be there for the kids at the boys and girls club, but I need to be there more for the kids at my house, my kids, my boyfriend. Like he literally had a real conversation with me, told me straight up, "I miss you." Like we talked about it a little bit before, <clears throat> but today, well, yesterday, we talked about it a little bit the day before yesterday. But yesterday, we really had a conversation about him missing me. And he really just does not want me to be going all the time like that. And the kids don't want me to be going like that all the time. And I realized I have to go ahead and do what I got to do. Even though I'm going to cry like heck when this is over. This is going to hurt like heck. This is going to be so hard for me. It's going to be so hard. Every bit of it, the co-workers and the kids and the experiences, it's going to drive me nuts. But I don't have to do that because I will regret if I stay. I just will because I love my kids too much. You know, I tried it, but it didn't work because every time I talk to my daughter, every time I talk to her, I could see the sadness of her not being able to see me, you know, and it just made me realize I've got to go ahead and edit it. I'm going to take a short bristle and we're going to wrap it up. Okay. What is good? And we're back. And this is definitely a closing uh, segment of the show. So basically, I want to let you guys know that I love, 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 and appreciate you guys. And if you want to continue watching, listening, or sharing this with other people, I would greatly appreciate it. And the way you can do that is by liking, um, subscribing, and also sharing this on your social media platforms. (coughs) So... I can get a chance to share my story, my family's story, and people that come on the show story with them. And hopefully it'll touch somebody. I greatly appreciate everything you do. Also hit us up on our social media platforms. Myself and Nas Creator and any (coughs) guests that I have on the platform, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all that good stuff. So you can get a chance you know, if you have a short story that you want to share, if you're a creator or anything like that, hit me up. You can hit me up on LinkedIn and we can talk, mingle, link up because I'm starting some things and I want to get it popping. All right. With that being said, <laughs> guys, I want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to uh, talk about this story. I want to just give a shout out to the Boys and Girls Club. You guys are doing a great job. I appreciate the fact that I got experience and the chance to work there. I pray that somehow, some way, I get another opportunity again to do something big with you guys in the future. Um, I don't know exactly 
how to really get into what I'm going to do in the future, but you guys will be there with me every step of the way on the Somehow I Manage series and the Point Two Point Two FM Wall Stalking podcast. Um, I just know that if you love what you have, you have everything you need. And I do love what I have with my family. So that's everything that I need. That's everything that I need. I love the kids at the Boys and Girls Club. And I very much want to be a part of the change and see what they do and see how they grow. But I know that I want to see how my kids grow first. I need to be there for them. Because I know what it feels like not to have my biological parents or have my adoptive parents at the time who I thought were my biological parents work a lot and not really have experiences that I really wanted with them and I have a very real need to be there for my children I do so just know who you are don't accept any less than who you are work to be that person and it will be days where there are unimaginable levels of uncertainty that you go through but at the end if you really really ask yourself who you are and who you want to be and figure out is this a part of the change that I want to make for myself or do I want to make changes right now then it'll allow you to have the answer of, is this really right for me? And right now, I know that this is right for me. But I also know that eventually, I'm going to have to make that move forward. Because I love my kids so fudging much. I love the boys and girls clothes so fudging much. <sighs> I love my kids more. And I love my boyfriend more. And I love the opportunity. God, I love the opportunity to be around them. But I know that I have to do what I have to do. Man, I I am so thankful to the Boys and Girls Club and the CEO of my Boys and Girls Club and his wife for giving me the opportunity and my supervisor, my boss for giving me the opportunity, but they're so great. They're so freaking great and I wish that I could stay there, but I know that ultimately I'm going to be hurting my kids, which sucks sucks because I know the last day that I'm there I want to cry so hard but at the end of the day I'm going to grow and if it's meant to be for me to go back I'll go back if not I will always cherish the opportunity because I love those helping hands those helping hands are so important to these kids in this community and to many different communities If you ever get a chance to be a part of the Helping Hands, the Boys and Girls Club, especially in Statesboro, I would do it. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey. Until next time, like I've said several times during this show, if you love what you have, you have everything you need. And also, don't forget to wrap it up the face mask please don't forget to hit us up on social media platforms at point two point two fm wall stalking podcast on instagram twitter and for any type of business collapse hit me up on linkedin um or dm me on facebook or something like that until next time smooches peace How did all
Thank you for listening to the point two point two FM Wall Talking Podcast with your host Latoya Justice Shari and your co-host King Nas. We appreciate you listening and we heart you fam. But don't forget to check out the Instagram point two point two Walls Talking Podcast. And our Twitter, Twitter Lily, Smooches, Peace. Until next time.